I am Plata on the line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. There's uh, that episode of The Office, the American version, where Michael Scott looks into the camera and says he's stitious, but not superstitious. There's a terrific new book out that uh, you didn't know you needed, Never Say Pig, the book of sailors' superstitions. It's uh, a compendium of everything superstitious having its derivation from things maritime and marine. There's a lot in here that goes back to references in the Bible, some that seem far-fetched, some that seem outrageous. Naturally, with most myths, there's a lot that doesn't make sense, some things herein that are contradictory and some that are outright outmoded, thanks to time and today's cultural mores. It still makes for great fun, fascinating reading. Our captain of uh, this voyage of superstitions is R. Bruce MacDonald, the book's author, who joins me now. He compiled this collection of maritime insurance, as it were. As he says near the beginning of the book, a lot of uh, it it might not make sense, but why tempt fate? And when venturing near or in the water, you need everything to be on your side. Our Bruce MacDonald is uh, a writer, sailor, and artist with a passion for Canadian history. He has logged over 100,000 nautical miles and for many years now has lived along uh, the B.C. coast aboard North Star, uh, where I reached him late in uh, March, docked near English Bay here in Vancouver. He is the, he, the author of previous books, North Star of Herschel Island and Sisters of the Ice. At Arctic Ship is his Twitter handle. Uh, this uh, new book is published by Harbor. Please uh, welcome to the Plant Online program, Bruce McDonald. Mr. McDonald, good morning. Well, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Um, as I was telling you just before we started, I enjoyed the book a great deal. I just don't know where to start. There's just so much. Um, how do I say the title of your book? I mean, do I say just, <laughs> I know. Do I just refer to it as "Never Say Blank"? Well, I think I think that we can. Uh, yeah, I think that we can cut some corners and we can just call it "Never Say Pig." Um, but uh, but pig, of course, uh, being one of the banned words on board so many yeah. ships. Uh, just due to the, the bad luck connotation uh, uh, surrounding it, 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 it it's amazing uh, how many words you can and cannot say, or mm. you cannot say on board on board vessels. Um, and it, as you go from one part of the world to another, uh, it, these uh, some some words are stronger than others. Indeed. Uh, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I've reached you, you. You live aboard a ship, right? Yeah, I've been aboard uh, this this ship, uh, uh, North Star of Herschel Island. Uh, that I wrote about in my last book, Sisters of the Ice, uh, through Harbor Publishing, uh-huh. um, one of the most historic ships in the country, so an old square rigger uh, from the Arctic Ocean. Yeah, I, I was looking it up the other day online. I didn't read your previous book, unfortunately, which I, I will be picking up shortly after uh, we finish something chatting. To, something to look forward to. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and and it just uh, I have a million questions about that. Now, with regards to this book, um, yes. are, are there superstitions that... that um, you carry on or hold while living oh. on a ship. Unfortunately, for me and for for my children, who also who were raised on board this ship, I grew up on board uh, sailing ships, and um, so many uh, superstitions were uh, foisted upon my my shoulders mm-hmm. that I that I carry on with. So, oh, everything, little ones like always stepping aboard uh, with your right foot. Right. Um, to, to lead with good luck and not bring bad luck aboard with your left left side first, uh, which has which has caused me some uh, some moments of uh, of great uh, Buster Keaton 
cartoonish uh, action <laughs> as I realized in midair that I was going the wrong way for it. Um, oh, having cans uh, all, you know, any canned goods and that all have to be, you know, right side up yeah. or you're asking for bad luck for the ship to overturn. Those those are a couple. I mean, I, I early on had an adventure um, in my sailing career where uh, an umbrella was found on board our the ship that I was on at the time, yeah. um, and we'd been having some very, very bad luck um, with trying to get up one of the lakes, one of the Great Lakes, and uh, I learned uh, from the captain then that having an umbrella on board was, was bad luck, so never had one on board, and again, much to much the chagrin of my children who would have liked to have had an umbrella, especially in this West Coast climate here, <laughs> but uh, would, would not allow it. So, yeah. Yeah. See, I, after reading the book, um, I've adopted one, so I buy oh, bread. Oh, yeah. I, I buy bread. Um, I don't eat bread. Maybe uh, three. I eat maybe three or four times a week is probably stretch. Probably less than that. So I um, uh, keep it in the freezer, and then when I need it, I just toast it because it tastes the same, frozen right. or not. So when I get the bread, what I need out, I put it back in the freezer. I usually just toss it in. However, uh, it lands is however <laughs> it, it lands. But I mean, uh-huh. why not put it upright? Why, why tempt fate? Right. Well, exactly, and that's that's. I think that that that's what it all comes down to is uh, uh, by you're not wanting to tempt fate, and uh, there's probably an OCD quality to it that uh, you know without uh, belittling people with that horrible sure, yeah. uh, affliction. But uh, um, it just if it just makes you feel right and you can get on with your day and not be worried that maybe you've caused some bad luck by uh, by doing this one simple thing, then uh, then 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 you carry on doing it. Yeah. As I was reading your book, Bruce, I, I kept thinking that um, I guess people want something to explain things that we don't understand. And, and you know, weather phenomena, for example, was unexplainable for a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there wasn't the science that we have now that hundreds of years ago. Um, so a lot of these things, I, I guess, um, uh were considered or used because they they just they just gave someone a sense of comfort or a sense of control I guess right well it it is yeah and for certainly it gives you a sense a sense of comfort a, a sense of control it's a way of making sense out of uh, the unknown when uh, a lot of these um, uh, when you trace back the origins when when a lot of these seem to have started uh, sailors were literally you know sailing off into the unknown and. Um, very scary prospect, yeah. and the oceans were full of uh, monsters and witches and Satan and everybody trying it, trying to get you. So if you could have some good luck charm or talisman or a way of doing things that brought you some comfort or some peace, then you could get on with your life. A lot of these it was, are... Uh, the, it's yeah. what I call the original marine insurance, these, uh, Indeed, these, yeah. these superstitions. Yeah. A, a lot of them are rooted in religion too, aren't they? Yes, so many of them uh, relate back to... Uh, particularly uh, in Western culture, to the Holy Bible, um, uh, to Christianity, and um, so, it, for instance, even coming back, to, you know, to the the sorry, the the title of the, the book, uh-huh. with, you know, never say never say pig, you know, and and that most likely comes back, you know, from the Gospel of Matthew, you know, when they, two men were being possessed by demons and. Uh, they asked uh, Jesus to cast the demons out from them in into a, a herd of swine, and the swine uh, took on these demons and then uh, tossed themselves off a cliff into the Sea of Galilee. And from from then on, 
uh, pigs were considered bad luck aboard. Even though sometimes pigs were carried aboard, they were never actually referred to as pigs because that would be a bad luck word yeah. they could call yeah. curly tails or Mr. Gruff or whatever. But uh, funnily enough, one of the most popular sailors' tattoos for the longest time was to have a pig uh, tattooed on your foot or you know, the back of your, your calf and a rooster on the other side because when ships were wrecked, quite often these animals were kept in wooden crates so the animals would be found floating safely and so they, they figured that this was a good luck thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I, just, I just love some of these stories that you tell in the book. Um, it, you know, we, we hear that phrase, swearing like a sailor, um, <laughs> but then I read in your book that, that um, swearing... Uh, a border ship is an insult to Neptune, and right. so so I mean this is one of those superstitions that I found contradictory because um, the way that I've I've heard it is different than than say what the rules are, if you will. Well, you know, but yes, but then again, uh, perhaps it's uh, um, we got that from, um, and I can only surmise here. It's been my personal experience that uh, yeah, people, uh, some of these, some of my fellow sailors swear like a sailor, <laughs> sailor when they're ashore or in a or in a bar, yeah, uh, yeah. but but not aboard ship. Ah. you watch your language. So uh, it's what the public sees, yeah. um, and uh, and not not what actually occurs on board. But certainly, when you cross the line, when you step onto the deck of a ship. Uh, the rules change. Nobody actually hands you a rule book and say, by the way, here's the superstitions that we follow. Yeah. And I've been on, I don't know how many umpteen ships and boats all over the world, and you just have to learn through observation that uh, we we do see this and we don't say that. Like, for instance, I sailed for many, many miles, and then I ended up sailing with a man from uh, France uh-huh. and in the, in having a conversation with him one day and and I said the word rabbit, and his eyes just as a bug out of his head. Mm. And the deep pile of le pan, Captain, and uh, why why can't I say rabbit? Don't say it. <laughs> and it's a very, very bad thing, because rabbits uh, in French culture um, were something that witches could transform themselves into, and so it's, just, it's the same as saying witch. And by saying it, you are inviting this mm. uh, evil being to come on board the ship and, uh, and wreak havoc with you. But yeah. uh, you don't know this. Nobody says as you step on board. By the way, no, don't say that word. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the phrase "son of a gun." I've always wondered what, where, where that came <laughs> from, and then I, I found out why, uh, where it came from in your book. Well, yeah. So, so yes, women were uh, on board ships. It wasn't uh, always thought bad luck, but usually in port. <laughs> and if a woman was going to be uh, giving birth, the, the quietest place on the ship is uh, sitting in port, is down on the gun deck. There's nobody around there, and uh, uh, so you can have some privacy. And uh, so a, a child that was uh, was born down on the gun deck was considered a, a son of a gun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, did you believe in ghosts? Do Do I believe in ghosts? Yeah. Uh, now we're opening up in a different can of worms. Absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> and uh, and when you uh, and to have have different uh, spirits, um, uh, benign or malevolent, helpful or malevolent, uh, um, uh, on board a ship is is, uh, is a, I've found to be a, a very real thing. Certainly, and when you see a, a past shipmate, uh, uh, a, a specter, a vision of a past shipmate, or something that happens um, that can be attributed to. Uh, somebody you once sailed with, or who once sailed on a ship, certainly, I've I haven't experienced sort of.
sort of the third man syndrome that other sailors have had, like uh-huh. you know Josh Slocum and that, uh, yeah. who 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 had a spirit come on board from uh, one of Columbus's ships to help steer and keep his ship safe when he was ill. Um, but uh, I do, I, I don't discount it by any means. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I, I'm I, uh, reading my own experience into this. I, I've never ex- experienced a ghost, and so I guess I'm an agnostic about them. Um, but but I or I, or or, ha- or haven't you? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, um, but but I just find it fascinating just just how much it adds to, um, just just how people people react to it, and, and people aboard a ship might find comfort in one. Well, they could find comfort in one certainly, in in a, if, if it's a if um, if you're being visited by someone who is helpful or, or friendly to you in your life, but. I mean, the other side of it is, if I, I don't know if you picture sort of the, um, oh, you know, the dark and stormy night, and yeah. you're out on the ship, and uh, it's, it's uh, you're scared, and there's noises and creaks, and uh, you sort of feel something over your shoulder, and you're thinking, oh, this is beyond the storm. I've not felt this when I was ashore before. There wow. must be something here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, brandy seems to be the the the, the, the booze that I that I, I hear a lot about or read a lot about uh, aboard a mm-hmm. ship, and and I was right. I was fascinated as to why um, that that is. Um, do, 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 do you you write about that in the book as, as to why that's carried aboard ship say more than any other kind? Oh well, yeah, brand, brandy. Well, so there were strong spirits on board uh, uh, so, so many of the ships. Um, I know that uh, the, some uh, felt, especially uh, out of Normandy, that um, if you store a bottle of brandy uh, in your stern port, then fish are attracted to it um, because they're drawn to its smell. Mm-hmm. So I do have to wonder, again, with some of the superstitions, um, is uh, whether or not this is just a good excuse for uh, storing a, a bottle of brandy aboard. <laughs> it, it, it kind of relates to you know the same thing with fishermen in a different part of the world who uh, thought it was very good luck if uh, they were leaving for a long trip that all the the women uh, came down to the shore and uh, stripped naked and exposed themselves right. to, to calm the seas. And you think, no, or maybe they just wanted a looky-loo before uh, they head <laughs> off to sea for a few months. <laughs> so, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Are, are, there, are there some foods that you don't have aboard uh, where you live, say? Some foods? Yeah, like I, I'm oh. thinking about bananas, for example. Well, so bananas is another funny one that, again, nobody tells you. And bananas, uh, particularly um, uh, over in Europe and, uh, and then in lots of places on the east coast of, of, uh, of North America. Um, so uh, bananas uh, is, is another banned word. They're called, you know, that, uh-huh. uh, the curly yellow fruit and that. But um, it sort of relates back to when you were taking uh, bananas from the tropics up to Europe. And so the cargo is going to go off, uh, so you've got to crack on with sail, and so you put, might put yourself in a dangerous situation. And ships would be found, or the wreckage of them, and all there'd be hundreds or thousands of bananas all right. floating around. So they yeah. thought they were bad luck. But also, on a practical note, the bananas stored down in a hold were giving off a, a poisonous uh, gas, yeah. and so that might sicken the sailors. And there might be also there might be a um, spiders in there that yeah. could, uh, could, could hurt. So they've just became this sort of this bad bad luck thing. Some some uh, fishermen won't even allow, you know, banana 
scented uh, suntan uh, oh, yeah. lotion on, yeah. on their on their ships. So, yeah. and yeah, you, men- mean, you mentioned a spider. Um, if you do see a spider on board, one doesn't kill it, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, they're good luck. And um, and and again, the way that we overinterpret things, where people have in the past, uh, you can sort of predict that you know if the spider is climbing its web, it's good luck, and bad luck if it's if it's descending its web. And mm-hmm. um, but no, they're they're just cleared away, but but never harmed. Yeah, another another uh, good luck, bad luck sort of thing, depending yeah. on how you you interpret it. Yeah. Um, is sailing. Um safer now than say it was 100 200 years ago in 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 so many ways because we have our modern aids to navigation yeah. uh, so everything has been charted so you're not necessarily sailing off into into the unknown we've got much better uh weather forecasting and uh, onboard weather forecasting and so with with all these electronics and that mm-hmm. though some would, would say with it with with climate change that the storms are getting fiercer right. and so um, I'm not sure it's it's safer we have more technology but really at some point when you're out there it's it's you against the elements and um, it's uh, you're a, a very small boat in a very large ocean yeah I can see why people think um, luck's important you know and and people would even and as 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 rational as they were, you know, before sure. you headed off on a voyage, you would go around and try and collect up, you know, good luck talismans or good luck charms. I mean, if you could buy the cowl from a baby that had been born with a you know this uh, a cowl over its over its face, which which sometimes happens, then that would protect you from drowning. And others would go and they'd seek out witches or what they used to call hags, uh-huh. and they would buy wind knots. So that they, uh, you know, it would be a, a, a rope with three knots in it. And uh, if you untied the first one, then you got a nice breeze. And the second one, you got a gale. And the third, a hurricane. But um, if you were sitting becalmed and running out of fresh water and your food was going off, but there was disease on board or your cargo was getting rotten, then you would be very sorely tempted to untie one of those knots. And if you hadn't bothered to go and buy one of these talismans, uh, you'd be feeling pretty foolish and you'd make sure you bought one the next time you might not tell anybody you had one but uh um it, it was there i collect mugs and so i'm wondering <laughs> how should i store them and if i were aboard a ship how would they be stored they'd be stored um so with the mouth of the mug uh facing aft towards the stern mm. um again so the good luck doesn't run out but then again on a practical level if they were stored you know in a place where a wave could uh be near them, then you wouldn't just be filling up your mug with salt water. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, the book is so enjoyable to read. I, I, I'm assuming that um, uh, you, as the author, had, had fun putting it together. Did you? Uh, well, I really did, and and this was just sort of a, you know, the way that this came uh, about was I was on the dock and having a gam or having a chat with uh, another sailor, and um, the talk of superstitions came up, and I think he asked me about whistling on board uh, or bananas or yeah. something and um, and afterwards uh, just to amuse myself I just sat down and just started writing out all the superstitions that I'd been exposed to and then that kind of led me to pulling a few books off the shelf and doing a bit more research and, and then I was just having so much fun with it that I decided to, to try and trace as 
many of them back to their their origin story. Um, you know, it, it's it's not a sailing well, it kind of is a sailing superstition. But I mean, if if I were to ask you to open an umbrella indoors or put one over your head, yeah, you might, no, uh, give yeah. me the hairy eyeball. Sure, but that goes back to Egyptian times um, when you, if you were inside, you were already. Um, staying away from the uh, the god of sun, so mm. you're already insulting her, and then you're going to double insult her by putting another barrier up. But that's thousands of years that we've passed this tradition down, and nobody questions it, and the, and so many people feel uncomfortable if they see it. But it goes back to an Egyptian superstition. Uh, so you know, I had a lot of fun sort of just delving into into these origin stories and putting them in wherever I can, and you know when people read the book, and I hope they do, yeah. is that um, they may have heard a different version of the story, yep. or they're mm-hmm. going to say, oh, he missed out on this one, because there's just so many of them. I had to stop after a couple of hundred. I didn't have to, I stopped after a couple of hundred, um, yeah. just because these are the ones that I, I was aware of, but I was fully aware that um, there's more out there, and I just hope that people, you know, write in the, in, a, in the front and back of the book, and along, just put some marginalia in there, and say, well... Here's another one, or here's an example of uh, of one that I was exposed to. Love to hear that. Yeah, and I just love the the, the fact that that uh, some of them contradict one another, um, mm-hmm. and and I, I love the the, the 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 research in terms of, of um, sort of the background as to, to um, where these things come from. Um, well, I really appreciate that. Thank you. And the the, the other thing is um, uh, some of them uh, rhyme too. Like like the, mm-hmm. you open up the book by by saying that you, one of the first times you were aboard a ship. Um, mm-hmm. I guess you you put cream in your coffee, and mm-hmm. uh, you were going to stir with a knife. Yeah, stir with a knife, tr- trouble and strife. Yeah, yeah, a, a which, lot which comes from yeah. Shakespeare. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, oh, and there's there, well, there's so many rhymes or mnemonics. And, well, in I think in any specialty mm-hmm. uh, area, um, but certainly aboard ship, we we've got a, a ton of them, and and I put put them in there, and. Um, you know, particularly for the weather forecasting, they 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 actually work. They make sense, and so good good thing to have. And that's just sort of an added bonus that I, I put in the book again, just because I was having so much fun writing it. And just so the, yeah. the the origin of certain terms, certain words, phrases, um, mm-hmm. a lot of them come from from sailing, don't they? Well, yes, yes, and that's a whole other book. But yeah, just uh, like you were saying, you know, with your example of. Um, son of a gun, or uh, uh, room to swing a cat, and um, and and these sort, sorts of phrases. I mean, it's all just sort of filtered down into uh, modern English, and uh, we all we all use them. And again, we don't we don't always know the. It's, it's just more fun. Language is just more fun. I think when you uh, when you understand the etymology of a, of a word. Yeah. Back to to um, a, a lot of these superstitions having roots in religion. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that's why a ship is christened, isn't it? Well, yes. Well, in our sort of. So they were christened long before Christianity. Oh. I mean, Vikings were were. We wouldn't call it christening; it would be a naming ceremony, but it's right. almost identical. And they would uh, there'd be a human sacrifice, which would cause red blood, and so when Christianity came along, started being christened with red wine to um, to mimic the, the red blood. The Mormon ships were uh, were apparently uh, christened with uh, milk because no strong spirits. Mm. Um, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And and so the other thing that that I was thinking about is, is um, uh, renaming of ships. And and I re- read mm-hmm. in your book that that's not uh, allowed or, or is, is forbidden. But but it does happen though. I mean, it, it does. a lot of these ferries that we have here in BC have come from other places, or they go to other places after service. Um, yep. They naturally have to be renamed and 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 i just love the ritual in in terms of of how that's done yeah there's a whole thing and some people will very casually say oh i don't like the name i'm going to change sure and which which is like uh nails on a chalkboard to me but <laughs> uh if you if you're going to do it you got to do it right and there is this whole ceremony about uh stripping everything off the ship or the vessel uh that has the the former name on it never saying the new name uh, mm. while this is happening, waiting 24 hours, and then uh, taking the old name and putting it into a wooden or a cardboard box and burning it and putting the, the ashes on the on the ebbing tide, um, just so that you are you are not insulting Neptune, who keeps a log, a ledger, of, of all the ships, and you're not trying to pull a fast one over on him. So it just gives you good luck for the, the, new, the new name, the new named vessel. Yeah. Yeah. I could uh, talk all morning with you about this book. There's so many things in it um, that are just fascinating and and and, and worthwhile in, in terms of talking about. Congratulations on this book, Bruce. I so appreciate your time today. I hope a lot of people pick up the book. Well, fing- fingers crossed they do. Thanks, yeah. thanks so much, Joe. And uh, yeah, thank, thanks for your interest in the book. I'm glad you enjoyed it. The book is called Never Say Pig, The Book of Sailors' Superstitions. It's uh, from Harbor Publishing. Its author, R. Bruce McDonald, joined me on the line from here in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Planta.